swings. You know, it's a hard bop swing. I think audience likes it as well as the musicians. It's just that whole uh, era with Art Blakey, Horace Silver, and Hang Mobley. Um, I chose the name really just because of the name of the album, No Room for Squares. I just thought it was perfect. I like that era of music, and I really like those musicians at the time who were kind of turning their back on the uh, suburban lifestyle, as it were, and the uh, white picket fence life and all of that. So uh, that's what I identify with, is those musicians and that music. I'd say from, uh, well, the late 40s until uh, mid-60s. What is it that you really like about that bop era? It takes a lot of standards from the 40s and the 30s and, uh, you know, Gershwin and all the great American songbook composers, but puts their own twist to it. And then, uh, but yeah, the uh, the bop thing was a modernization of uh, those harmonic forms and, uh, you know, really rooted in the blues and uh, the musicians themselves, they transformed and made those songs their own. Speaking with Bill Steger of No Room for Squares, and we listened to No Room for Squares, the tune, just a second ago. But you also play post-bop. Now, to you, what's the difference between the hard bop and then the later thing, post-bop? I think the line of deep marcation, Miles Davis's great record kind of blew in, and it, it created more space for the musician to improvise in, and uh, it introduced more colors and freedom than the uh, bop era which it be it was a little restricted to the harmonies and the chords of the songs and uh, I think in the post bop things opened up a little more and there was more space in there what about the tune 81 played by your group no room for squares it was composed by some say uh, Miles Davis, some say Ron Carter, or the both of them together. I'm not really sure, but uh, it actually is kind of a, uh, it kind of has a funky beat to it, like uh, the Boogaloo from James Brown. Uh, it offers that kind of space, but uh, it has it has uh, spacier chords, and there's not as many, and there's more freedom for the musicians to 
walk around in. It's really fun for us to play because we can just take that thing to wherever we want it to go. What's the lineup in the current No Room for Squares? I have Omar Abdul Karim on trumpet, and uh, I love his playing because he's lyrical. He's more about the music, and he's he's just a real musician. I used to play in his father's band. I even remember when he was a baby. So I really love having him in the group, and he's just a great spirit. And I have Dale Alexander on piano. He's I've known him since I think he came out of high school. He's uh, been a drummer for much of his life, and he's famous as a drummer. But uh, he ought to be more famous as a pianist because he's tremendous, and he just swings like crazy. I got Adam Tucker on bass, and Adam is really a great rhythm section mate. He's got perfect time. I I never have to sweat the time with him. His bass playing is marvelous. And then uh, the last guy that we got, the newest member of the band, is Dave Bretain. And Dave is a, uh, he's been around for years. He's a great tenor player. Right now, I think he's, I think he's the best bebop tenor player in town. He just really is rooted in that style. And uh, I heard him one time at the Jazz Fest a few years back, and I just thought, I gotta get that guy. And. Uh, Finally, that opportunity came up, and I'm just thrilled to have him. That's the band. You really love the way they swing on Black Nile. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the warm-up song for us. It's one that we can do in our sleep, and we always tend to start with it. It just swings like crazy. It's kind of a theme that we start with. squares with a little bit of Wayne Shorter's Black Nile. No Room for Squares plays 8 p.m. Saturday night at KJ's Hideaway in St. Paul. Information available at Birdland Brothers on Facebook. This program is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Phil Nussbaum speaking. (laughs) 